Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Pativa. Hello and welcome to the Diva Debrief with me, Rachel Shelley, and me, Victoria Broom. It's Pride Month, people. It's Pride Month. It is. I'm very. I'm really excited. I feel like we need a good Pride. Yes. This year, we've kind of missed it for a couple of years, haven't we? So we need a good Pride. We do. We need everyone tooting their whistles and blowing their horns. You and your whistles. <laughs> Get out there and enjoy it. Let's hope there's some sunshine. Yes. Oh, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be lovely? It's also the Jubilee. Don't forget. There's the Jubilee. It's the Queen's Jubilee. Are you doing anything? Are you doing anything for it, Rachel? I am going to be in a little village in Suffolk. And I have oh, lovely. got all the ingredients to make a trifle. Do you have your bunting as well <laughs> ready? I do have some bunting, actually. Do you? What are you doing? I, you know, I'm probably going to get in the thick of it, I think. I think I'm going to go down to the mall. Wow. I think I'm going to be there, watch Trooping the Colour, watch the flyover. I've got Milo at little, like, so Milo's my dog, for listeners that don't know, and he's a, he's a black Labrador, and I've got him, like, a, a Jubilee bandana. Oh, so. I remember. <laughs> you said that. It's so sweet. I saw a picture. You know, Aww. we're never going to see this again. You know, in our lifetime, or a queen, we're never going to see it again in our lifetime. So I think being in London, I think, is going to be quite magical. I mean, all the Union Jacks are already out and along the streets. So I think it'd be nice. I think it does look quite special. So whatever you're doing for Jubilee, celebrating queens, Queens. not just the queen. Celebrate all queens. You are a queen, Victoria Broom. Oh, thanks, Rachel. We're all queens. Well, let's let's all be a queen for the day. I like that. Queen for the day. And this month, the month of June... Diva Debrief, we're digging deep into this issue of Diva Magazine, the one with Emily Bridges on Mm. the cover. An amazing cyclist. Emily Bridges. It's a very interesting interview. Mm. I think readers will find it interesting too. And it's interesting because there are so many sports people, so many sports women are very, very vocal about this particular subject of should trans women be in female sports? Just to give a bit of context to this discussion, Emily Bridges... Her entry into British National Omnium Championships was withdrawn by the UCI. That's the world governing body for sports cycling. And Emily says in the interview, hormone replacement means that any aerobic performance difference is gone after about four months. Performance drop off is massive. I don't have any advantage and I've data to prove it. I just think people should be able to do what they b- want to do. And if sh- if she wants to cycle, she should cycle. She should be able to cycle, you know. And that that's the heartbreaking thing, I think, because whatever the scientific data, whichever way that falls. Yeah. Here's someone who, from this interview, we learn that she's been cycling. It's been her passion since she was mm-hmm. a little kid. She's been cycling for years and years and to then be told... I mean, that's devastating, isn't it? You can't compete when that's one of her biggest drives in life. It's her passion. 
Imagine yeah. being told you can't. That's that's where it's heartbreaking. I like you. Yeah. I don't know the scientific yeah. ins and outs. All I can do is read, listen, listen to yeah, what the exactly. experts tell us, yeah. and so on. But that's the heartbreaking thing is that for Emily Bridges, she has fully realised who she is now. Yeah, and in that respect, is very happy in her physical body. Yeah, but is unable to do the thing that she loves. It's sad. It's just incredibly sad. It's, I, I read quite a few things about the laws in the States. Some of the US states are banning trans girls from girl sports. And there was an interview with Elliot Page on Oprah. And Elliot kind of responded to that by saying, if you're not going to allow trans kids to play sports, children will die. And it really is that simple. When you look at it, when you listen to it like that, it's like... Just imagine, you know, Rachel, not being able yeah. to do something that you love to yeah. do yeah. because... It's, you know, the devil is in the details. I don't think they're saying you can't play sport. Yeah. It's about the competition factor. You can't compete, yeah. That is heartbreaking because for some people, that's the all-important part. Yeah. For some people, it isn't. But for some people, that's the crux of it, is the competition, the high that they get from competing. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do, basically. I don't know where it's going to go. No, there's so much research going into it, though. And I think that's what's needed, as I think that actually more, more research needs to go into this. Mm. It's a really interesting article. It's very really interesting, interesting article. And here at Diva Magazine, and of course at Pod Diva as well, we are an inclusive community that's one of the things that Diva and our publisher, Linda Riley, has been driving is an inclusivity to all LGBTQIA plus people. We are inclusive and we are supportive. And that's why we have Emily Bridges on the cover. But I do think there's a lot of discussions that are going to happen going forward. And I think that will create change. I think discussions will create change. And I think discussions are a good thing. And let's be honest, it's very unknown at the moment. It's a new area so, of course, there will be debate. We have a special report from Eleanor Noyce. We do. We? Ellen- from Tampa in Florida. Tampa in Florida. So, Eleanor went off to Florida. Lucky Eleanor. I mean... Nice. That's all right, isn't it? She went off to interview all the stars and creators of all your favourite LGBTQIA plus media content. The QFX convention was in the middle of May and, of course... Diva was there. We wouldn't miss it. Mm. This one is from Florida, where queer voices are amplified, faves are celebrated, Ooh. and fandom becomes family. My name is Eleanor, and Hi. I'm at QFX events. Here at QFX uh, in Tampa, Florida, the first world's first ever LGBTQI fan convention. <laughs> I got to chat to Megan Tandy, Rachel Scarston, and Wallace Day from Batwoman. Yeah, hey guys. I'm Megan Tandy. I played Sophie on Batwoman. And I'm Rachel Scarston, and I played Alice. I feel like I'm on a podcast. I know, literally, literally. Probably are on a podcast. Hi, Diva. My name is Wallace Day. How are you guys doing? It's amazing. I've never been to Tampa before, and the vibe at QFX is just so great. Everyone is amazing here. As well as Emily Andras and Kat Burrell from Winona Earp. It's amazing. It's I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would get as an actor to be part of such an important pairing. I just, I feel honored, I, I, and it just gets better and better. 
So it was never ever a question for me that Nicole was actually going to be in danger or killed. Um, it was definitely kind of an FU to that trope, I think, the, the dead lesbian being in danger and being sacrificed to kind of motivate someone else. The responsibility do you have to the community when you are portraying these kind of characters who are so often sacrificed for no reason at all except to drive story. I wish more writers still in 2022 are aware of that trope. I'm very happy that people responded to it so positively, but it was never an option to do Nicole's story in any other way. The whole premise and the whole motivation behind Scare and b was the fact that no queer women die in the film. Yes, my name is Lily Richards, and I play Gemma in Scare B&B. And I'm Andala Rose, and I play June. <laughs> so it's, um, it's a really fun thriller. Had queer representation without queer people dying, so that was, That's so yeah. important. All the, all the gays just get killed They all, all get the time. killed. You know, it's, it's yeah. Hello, I am Dalila Ali Raja. I am an actor, writer, producer. Yeah, I'm Erica Luttrell. I've been working as an actor since I was two years old. Mm. Uh, I like to joke uh, I was in a Pampers commercial. <laughs> we are here with the cast of Red, Brazilian web series. The first lesbian web series in Brazil. Hi, I'm Erin Zek. <laughs> what a surprise! Yes. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Hello, my name's Arlen. I play Nikta Batan in season two of Motherland Fort Salem, and it's a total pleasure to be here. Honestly, it's been quite a wild experience. I didn't expect it to be, I mean, obviously the fans are so loving, but I didn't expect to be touched by all of it in the way that I have. So I feel really honored to be here. It's amazing to put faces to the names and the abyss that is a fandom. As a human being, I just feel really, really uh, lucky. Over the course of the weekend, we've met with dedicated diva readers from across the world, engaging them at our stands and panels alike. Arlen, do you have a message, please, for all your fans who are listening to Podiva? Um, to my fans, that you're valid and that you matter and that your emotions matter no matter what they are in each moment. Know that you deserve to take space, especially when you feel alone. Know that there are people that love you. Look out for my full report coming out next week on Pod Diva. Motherland, Fort Salem and Winona Earth fans, this one is for you. I really hope you enjoy it. See you next week. Oh, so that was a fun recording, wasn't it, from the convention? Wasn't it a fun recording? All those amazing LGBTQIA plus stars and creators in one place. Ugh, is your fan face frothing with excitement? <laughs> because ours are. Oh my goodness. And Ellie says there is more in-depth interviews from QFX next week on Pod Diva. So keep your ears open for that one and be sure to tune in. QFX people, <laughs> you can hear the hecticness of being in a convention. This was a weekend of activities. Yeah. Have you been to these conventions? Have you ever been along to one of So I did Clexicon. Okay. So you know. Yeah, it's it I love it. I love it because I mean like your fans are with you forever then. How how many did you do in the L word time? Did you just do loads? Well, I did quite a few. I Did you do Dinosaur? 
in Palm Springs. Yes, I did a diner show I in bet Palm that was Springs. Fantastic. Oh my goodness. It was like your mind never had a moment to rest because you continually I mean, I've done different conventions. I've done L word ones where obviously I'm quite central to that. Yeah, yeah. It's full on. I mean, you have people giving us letters where they've written all around the edges of the paper. <laughs> You're slightly worrying. You know, you have a security guard with yeah, you yeah. and you have a secret symbol. If I'm not happy, I will make this secret sign and you get me out of there. Uh, I bet you got mobbed. Did you get absolutely mobbed? Yes, absolutely yeah. mobbed. And you can't even go to the bathroom. Yeah. Great fun, especially the ones in those days, the L word ones in England. They were funny as well because... We'd go to Brighton and we'd have some of the other L.A. actresses come over. Seems like a very simple time now. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that long ago. 15 years ago, maybe. Yes, some of the conventions that I did, especially in the U.K., were particularly funny, I think, to see that clash of cultures between the U.K. and L.A. Californian lifestyles. I did conventions (laughs) with Laurel Holloman and Jennifer Beals, and we had these kiss me quick hats on did anyone take that literally did anyone just come up to kind of kiss you guys i don't think so i don't think they'd be allowed there are some great photos though from that time that was i think that was one of the early ones where people didn't really know my character or know me very well right and i was the one who got between the two of them i used to get booed and i'd be like yeah that's okay you can boo me you know try and embrace it and just play the villain and but yeah i think it was a bit of a culture clash to sit down to a plate of beige food you know sausage rolls and cream puffs and crisps and custard creams yeah no sorry there's no vegan raw food right now it's october and you've got got sausage sausage rolls ketchup or hp yeah if you want chips we'll get you chips (laughs) but there'll be fat chips they won't be fries it was that whole kind of feel yeah i think everyone had a blast i mean it had a real blast i think also it showed all the actors just how important it was because you had people we had people crying changes people's lives the l word changed people's lives like it really did exactly everything's lovely until people start getting drunk and then any inhibitions as we all lose our inhibition Mm. to be around fans who are very drunk yeah is quite tricky yeah you know it becomes, you don't know how to deal with it. The listeners don't know Dinosaur. So Dinosaur is a big lesbian festival in Palm Springs in America. Mm. And it's mm. a really, it's been going for a really long time. And people go from all over the world to go to it. And I think it happens in like June or something. Yeah. It's one of the most famous ones. And it's, it's supposed to be wonderful. I've never actually been. I mean, there's so much going on. It's like any festival, obviously music festival. Yeah. And we have coming up this Melissa Etheridge, Etheridge Island those kind of things. You know, there's always something going on from sun up till sundown. And that's great. That's great. But it is quite, it's full on. They're great fun. Mm-mm. I can remember also doing one for a show that I did called Once Upon a Time. Oh, yes. I liked that show. So that's a, like a pirate show and it's a fantasy yeah. show. Fairy tales, isn't it? Yeah, like, fairy yeah. tales. And I was quite low down the pecking order there. It was a very different experience. Mm. I could observe a bit more and be a bit more relaxed. Nice. So at the QFX convention, didn't they have one of the actresses from Motherland Fort Salem? Yeah. Who 
we interviewed for Pod Diva and was on a cover, I think. Is that right, Rachel? Yes. Taylor Hickson was back on the March cover of Diva magazine. And you can go back and listen to her interview on Pod Diva. And also Amalia Holm, who's another one of the stars of Motherland Fort Salem. So it's a huge, huge fandom. It's a popular show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely enormous. And Lovely interviews that you can go back and listen to for all the Motherland Fort Salem fan base. Go back and listen. Oh, can we talk about Dairy Girls article in Diva magazine, please? Yes, Dairy Girls. Because so many people, I'm going to be a bit naughty and say, I have not yet <gasps> watched Dairy Girls. And I know this is bad. I know this is bad because I've heard it's amazing. I've kind of just been saving it. You know, when people saved Game of Thrones... I I was one of those people as well. I didn't watch Game of Thrones when it came out and I saved it. But I hear it's fantastic. You're a fan of Derry Girls, aren't you? I am a big fan of Derry Girls and I'm a bit jealous actually that you haven't seen it because then you've got, it's like when, you know, when you finish a book and you go, oh, I've read it now. I'll never have that experience of discovering it again. And it's a bit like that. Derry Girls is really good. Anyone who hasn't watched it, set in Northern Ireland during the Troubles in Northern Ireland back in the 90s, it's so beautifully done. And I think the writer, Lisa McGee, I mean, the way she crashes together the, these teenagers who are having yeah. these wild experiences and they're really unimportant, frivolous moments that they're so absorbed in, as you are when you're a teenager, you're so self-absorbed. And then she crashes mm. in on that with these huge political events that are happening that are so poignant. And honestly... There was an episode I watched recently where I went from laughing out loud to literally Hmm. gasping at the news on the telly. And then... Yeah, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Crying. Because that was a real atrocity. Wow. The way they just bump up against each other. The frivolous life. And we all do it. We're all guilty of it all the time. You know, every time this podcast we record, it seems like there's always something spectacularly gruesome happening somewhere and yet we all carry on with our frippery because you have to you have to oh i'm really looking forward to starting it and isn't there a lesbian character in Derry girls exactly which is why it's particularly popular with diva readers and pod diva listeners the wee lesbian is played by nicola corlin Who's also Oh, who is the lead in Bridgerton. Who's in Bridgerton as well, yes. And the character she plays in Derry Girls is called Claire Devlin. And she <laughs> actually I really like the adult characters as well. And there's Aunt Sarah, who's hilarious. She's just hilarious. And she says, You can't move for lesbians. It's wall to wall lesbians out there. And it's just <laughs> it's just so funny. Sounds like Dinosaur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the Diva Awards. (laughs) What's really interesting is that Northern Ireland only got equal marriage in January 2020. That's crazy. A couple of years ago, it seems crazy. We have this wee lesbian. Her being a lesbian doesn't overshadow her. It's not the main part of her character. It's just one facet. And of course, there's the Catholic head teacher. They're in a Catholic girls' school, but it's just dealt with really casually and beautifully. Okay. One of the things I love about it is that there's no worthiness. There's no virtue signaling. Right. They're not like, look how clever we are. We've managed to put this next to that. Look how clever we are. It's just brilliant. It's just, it's just like life. And it feels like life 
unraveling in front of you. Oh, lovely. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. The other great thing about Derry Girls is the soundtrack. There's lots of cranberries. You remember that band, Cranberries, and the way she... I used to love the cranberries. Oh, I love them. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so there's lots of that, and it comes in really loud and full blast. And it's so, it's the kind of music that's really visceral. It really makes you feel something immediately. Oh, I'm excited. Pop Diva. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And talking of taking us places, have we got a Beyond Borders this month? We have, haven't we? A very special one as well. We have, yeah, from Indonesia. Mm. I love what Tutu says, but I also love, I love some of the wild tracks that she sent me, so the musical instruments. Oh, they are lovely, yeah. They're, I mean, they're beautiful, and I love Bali, so I was completely swept away by this. I hope I haven't overindulged. Ooh. Anyway. Let's listen, let's listen. <laughs> let's have a listen. Yay. Hello, saya Tutu. Hey. Menginjak usia 33 tahun All ini. All my friends called me Tutu. Usia ketika Yesus wafat. Jadi cukup monumental ya kalau saya. I am 33 years old. That's when Jesus died. So it will be monumental if I can survive this year despite my upbringing as Muslim. Saya bekerja untuk perusahaan teknologi di divisi teknologi di sini. I'm working for a tech company, a tech team here in Indonesia, known as the biggest Muslim country in the world. Yang dikenal sebagai negara dengan populasi Muslim terbesar di dunia, dan saya lesbian. I'm identified as lesbian. This is the term that I didn't know growing up. 
let alone the terms that makes the LGBTQIA. In 2004, when I was in high school, the access to the internet was very limited. We didn't even know what homosexuality is. TV cable was expensive and rare items for the household and the public channels were mostly controlled and censored by the government. A light at the end of the tunnel came to me when I was in the first year of university. A family friend, she's way, way older than me, twice my age. She might have observed me for a while and she sat me down, talked it out to me that it's okay to have feelings and attractions to girls. And there's a term for it, lesbians. She told me this because it's lesbian too. For the first time ever in my life, I felt seen and liberated because there's any other person like me and see someone I look up to. She introduced me to her group, friend of lesbians, almost feels like underground group who are at the same generation as her, but somehow a grim reality hit me. They are mostly married with kids, seem to have double lives they were living and they were accomplished women in their career too. That's the lesson I picked up early on, that being lesbian in this country, society would just scrutinize any shortcomings and any mistakes and being lesbian is definitely one of them. When I felt solid enough with my identity as lesbian, I wrote a letter to come out to my parents. In a nutshell, I just made sure that I would graduate on top of my class, would be very excellent in my career despite my identity as lesbians. Well, they sort of accepted it. It was a privilege. Unfortunately, they still think that it is a phase until now. I'm 33 for God's sake. I still strive to take all of the boxes, be on top of the game, because those are the first and foremost presentations as a person whenever I am in this country. The fact that I am now living in Bali doesn't change anything. Well, many people think that somehow people here accept our community better, but the truth is it only applies to foreigners. They wouldn't bet an eye when they see two foreign women kissing, but still very much hating it when the locals doing the same. Well, coming out as lesbian and living out and proud as one may come early to me, but love comes very late in life, as I have practically no time for that. Being excellent in education and career and not being a liability for your family is what matters most for any Asian household. But well, as we know, any Asian kids are always disappointment to their parents. I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding! Religions always heavily involved in any phase of my life here in Indonesia. Growing up, despite born into Muslim family, I went to private Catholic school. As expected, the teaching method was very much uh, academic and religion driven. Then I moved to public high school. It was in 2004 with more diverse background and I found girls in the team who's also fangirling over Spice Girls. But since we are the biggest Muslim country, Though we are not Islamic Republic, it goes without saying that Islam teaching is heavily involved in everyday life. So the attitude to LGBTQIA individuals 
I didn't even dare to raise a question back then because questioning in religions means doubting, right? And there's no room for doubt in these major religions. And censorship by the government was very tight. Now that I'm a grown-up with luxury and privileged access all information, the attitude to homosexuality remained the same. This deeply rooted dogmatic teaching seemingly creates segregation of facts. Homosexuality is not an illness, that's a fact, but it's never well accepted. That's impacting our life so much as lesbians here. We need to achieve so much, much more than any straight people. So many things to prove, education and career-wise should be always on top of the game. That's a good thing in a way, but it's so tiring. So that's the challenging part of living as lesbian in the country where majority of religions here condemn LGBTQIA individuals. I'm very much out as lesbian at work, especially because I work in tech company, specifically in technology team where it's male-dominated. Bro culture with their loud homophobic jokes and remarks are also in every corner in this part of the globe too. In the beginning of my career, I always made a request to mention my sexual identity in the onboarding email to everyone in the company. And each HR in the company I've worked for always advised me to do the opposite. They were simply worried that I would get some hate comments from my new colleagues. I wanted everyone to know that I'm lesbian. So if they want to throw any homophobic jokes in any circumstances, they would think twice because they would remember me, their friend, their co-worker, and they know that I don't take any hint of homophobic remarks lightly. Of course, I don't really hope they would stop being homophobic once and for all, but just stop being one when I'm around is enough. I'm way calmer now, even though I still request the same thing each time I join a new company, but now I have a different reason, so that everyone who's identified in the same community as I am at least found a friend in me, and honestly, I need friends too. I just want to sort of normalizing the idea of non-hetero in their everyday life. I've worked for over a decade now in the same industry for a number of companies here in Indonesia and neighboring countries. I can say I never have any support group or LGBTQIA network placed in the company that I've worked for. Some colleagues and I had initiated a support group in the previous company I was working for, but it's more like a hush-hush group. Formal support group or network for LGBTQIA individuals in the company is very, very rare, almost non-existent. So there was an earthquake in Sulawesi probably three years ago. That's the eastern part of Indonesia, Sulawesi. All of a sudden, the news outlets somehow circulating articles saying that the existence of queer community in that province caused the disaster. I don't think we have that much of superpower. If anything, our superpower is to unite everyone outside our community and the allies. That is hatred towards LGBTQIA individuals. As I am speaking now, there's a serious discussion going on between government and opposition to start drafting criminal code for homosexuality right after the long break of Ramadan and Eid. That's, I think, the fundamental fear that I have for me as a person and to our community, to get criminalized just to live as I am, to finally surrender to highly dogmatic and homophobic society. When I was younger, 
though I'm not that old, to be honest, I had this hope that one day our community during my lifetime would be fully accepted here, legally marry the woman I love, and be able to build my own family just like straight couples do. But that was so naive of me. Nowadays, I just hope that we won't be the scapegoat for any bad situations happening in the country. My hope is to simply live and let live. Wasn't that a lovely Beyond Borders? Just the sounds, the her voice. I was. I feel like I was like transported. Yeah. Well, I good. I'm glad. That's what I'm really trying to do in these Beyond Borders is take the listeners somewhere else. We all like to disappear for a while. Yeah, we do. For a moment there, I lost myself. I love that line. You know, if you're listening to this from somewhere other than the UK, please do just tweet me. Oh, get in touch. And if you want to contribute, we're very open to chatting about how to do that. But let me know where you're listening from. We want to hear your stories, your authentic stories. Mm. And that's what Beyond Borders is all about, yeah, isn't it? it is. So do get in touch and tell me your story. I've been to Bali. Have you been to Bali? I've not. I feel like I'm missing out on life here. Dairy Girls and Bali. What's going on? It's <laughs> 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 terrible. I went to Bali many, many years ago. It's probably quite different now. Was it a holiday or work? A holiday. I was oh, working lovely. in Australia. I'd always had this dream about going to Bali. It always looks like this little green emerald drop. Paradise. Yeah, in the middle of a blue ocean. I mean, and it actually was all those things. When I went, it's it's unusual to mm. go somewhere and not be disappointed yeah. by development or something. It was just stunning. Rice fields, the paddy fields, you know, the green. Yeah. Travelling around on the back of an old bus and climbing up volcanoes and just... That sounds divine, Rachel. That sounds amazing. Uh, and the music. And what's really lovely about Bali is that the culture there is pretty incredible as well. There's a place called Ubud, mm. which I'm probably saying wrong, which is where there's lots of music and lots of performances. I think one of the reasons why it was so special for me was because it's the first and probably the only time that I went backpacking on my own. Oh, wow. Did you feel safe? Yeah, totally safe. Okay. Yeah, that's good. This was a long time ago. I was maybe 23, 24. Even though we're talking about the scenic side of Beyond Borders, it was actually a very serious piece, I thought. And I thought she was very brave in coming forward and giving us that, like her experiences. So thank you very much for, for bringing that to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she sent me an email. Tutu sent me an email saying, I didn't reveal my real name and just mentioned my nickname, Tutu as there's a serious discussion going on in the government to draft criminal code for homosexuality. Oh, dear. So I'm just being cautious about my own and my partner's safety. Hope that's okay. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you so much for sending that. She says that in Bali, everyone's quite relaxed if they saw two foreigners, two foreign women, public displays of affection, as we discussed last month. But if it was an Indonesian woman with her girlfriend it would be really frowned upon. Wow. It's a strange state of affairs, isn't it? And this is why we do Beyond Borders, because we don't know that. No. We need locals to, to tell us those experiences so that we all feel like we're part of our rainbow community. Exactly. And we're all here for each other. A worldwide community of LGBTQIA plus women and non 
non-binary people. You are a part of that family, listener. I'm going to link this to an article in Diva magazine called Before I Say I Do by Nick Crisera. Nick Crisera actually identifies as they, them and non-binary. So there are some parts of this article that I found fascinating because I didn't know about this. So in the article... They talk about non-binary people are not recognised in the Gender Recognition Act. So they can't marry. So non-binary people can't legally marry. I didn't know know. that. I mean, how? I was shocked by that as well. Why not? I don't understand. Like, it's 2022, people. And also, same-sex couples can't divorce if the person has had an affair with a person of the same sex. What? That that shocked me as well. Because grounds for divorce, you can say that they've been unfaithful, adulterous. But apparently... Not if it's a same sex. If you're in a same sex relationship... Not if it's a same sex. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you see, obviously, all our laws are so ancient and so steeped in history. But was it some sort of protection? We have to support marriage as an institution. And therefore, if a man is gay in the days when that wasn't accepted. It wasn't talked about. Let him do that on the side. His wife can't divorce him on those grounds. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. I mean, no, I'm just speculating. No, but that's an interesting look at it. For Nick, like they say in this article, in order to marry, they would have to suddenly say, give a binary option, male or female. Isn't that crazy? I mean, why is that? I don't understand. I just, I honestly... These are the old, old rules that that the world is desperately struggling to catch up with reality. Very dated. They're like juggernauts. They take forever to turn around. It Gosh, there's some interesting articles in this magazine. Yeah. And I think also what Nick talks about in that article about the difference between pansexual and bi. Nick, going back to that piece from QFX, from the convention. Oh. There was an interview with Delilah and Delilah was talking about yes. being pansexual. Yeah. People's interest in pansexual identity has just gone through the roof. Recently. Yeah, it's all inclusive, isn't it? It's 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 everything. It's It's nothing to do with gender. It's to do with a person and you're attracted to anyone that you think is fantastic you know which is great yeah so pansexual not limited by sex or gender who you're attracted to whereas bi attracted to more than one gender Mm. but all these labels and i know right so i went to the theater this week i went to see the play cock (laughs) in london and it's about a gay man who's in a gay relationship starts having a relationship with a woman and therefore is bisexual because his partner is going, you need to label yourself. What box are you? Are you gay? Are you bisexual? Are you pansexual? Like, what are you? And he's like, why do I have to have any of these boxes? I don't fancy women. I'm not attracted to women. I'm attracted to her. And I'm attracted to you. I'm attracted to a person. And then he says, the Romans never had boxes. They just slept with whoever they wanted to. There was no box. They just did whatever they wanted to do. That's the world we need to live in, I think. They also all died of syphilis. Well, well, we've got medicines now. <laughs> what did the Romans ever do for us, as they say? <laughs> Harry Styles. Harry Styles. I love him. Who, I believe, is a singer and wearer of hand-knitted cardies. Is that right? Yeah, I love him. He's very fabulous. He's... He says, labels are passe. 
He says, we're evolving to a place where we are fluid and accepting. And so labels are becoming dinosaurs. Oh, well done. Yeah. Keep doing you, as Nick says in that article. I find that quite exciting, this idea that nobody's making anyone label themselves. Well, they shouldn't be. Yeah. It's an exciting prospect. Yeah. Anything can happen. We all hopefully live these long lives and anything can happen in that life. You don't have to tap your colours to any particular mast and go, this is who I am forever. No, I think everyone's on a bit of a spectrum. I think I think gender's fluid as well. So as Nick Crisera said there at the end of the article, just... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Keep doing you and know that you are loved and you are accepted, especially here in the diva community. Keep doing you. Fly your flag. Yep, yep, yep. Diva people. Especially this month. Blow your whistle, fly your flag and enjoy pride. Yeah. So whatever you're doing for Pride, wherever you're going to celebrate, make sure you wave your flag, make your colours bright and beautiful. Blow your whistle. (laughs) And we'll see you next month. I'm Rachel Shelley. And I'm Victoria Broom. Happy Pride. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. In association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Uh-